The Christmas Story. How would you explain it? How would you picture Christmas if you could frame it? The Nativity, right? Shepherds watching their flocks by night. Wise men trekking whilst tracking a sat-nav starlight with Mary and Joseph, humbled by the sight of little baby Jesus tucked in tight. That's Christmas, right? Propped up with straw and reeds and a tray of animal feed and cushioned in. Hey, I know it sounds quite cosy and nice. Reality was, there was no room for the little guy on that Bethlehem night. He kept in a cradle. Animals as roommates. I'm not trying to pick holes in the stay of the place. I'm just saying the way they were staying was just short of space. We talk about entrance. His birth from a dress meant Jesus literally arrived in the mess. But less about the birthplace and the state of the floor. I mean, there's more to the Christmas story than the deck of straw. Flip forward eight days. In the temple, this little guy's the reason for praise. From the lips of a guy called Sim who's in his old age. For years, Sim waited in anticipation, but then the old met the new. My eyes have seen your salvation. The newborn Jesus from messy manger to a passing of the baton just eight days later. Seeing the mess of the birth comes a new age. And what's more, the birth was foretold in a mess age. Which brings us back to the cast. At the nativity set, you see, it was a message that guided their stable footsteps. An angel postman popped round, said Mary'd found favour, a save the date declaration, you'll give birth to the saviour. He'd be son of the most high, born through the spirit, heir to David's throne, his reign without limit to Joseph. Call him Jesus, he really will bless, because he came to save people from all their mess. To the shepherds, he's here to rescue. That's why he's come. The reason for good news of joy, he's the one. As for the wise men, they figured the news. They gave gifts and paid homage to little king of the Jews. See, God brought the message, so they entered the mess to see Jesus' arrival at the nativity set. But let's back up a sec. See, this rhetoric rings a bell. Back in the day, Isaiah waxed lyrical about a future, Emmanuel, God with us, one who'd be central to the story of forgiveness. So zoom out from the Christmas postcard, a message 700 years prior. He'll be a light to the searchers that spread salvation, says Isaiah. See, the angel's news, it wasn't new. In fact, these nativity messages echoed God's promises right through the ages. These messages read Jesus, speaking hope to the earth, predicting his arrival centuries before the birth. Thing is, when Christmas comes round, maybe there's a danger that we go Pinterest with Christmas and just pin up the manger in the nativity scene. It's like rating a whole film by watching one scene or thinking you know a novel because you had a quick look. You get the whole story by skim reading one page in a book. And what I said before, about him born in the mess and the deck out of straw, maybe it could also be a metaphor for all the mistakes, all the messiness in life and what that creates, all the stuff in this world that just doesn't sit right. There was a reason he was born on that first Christmas night. He was born in the mess to make the wrong right. He's the message of hope. Because out of the mess, saw God news birth that will certainly bless. Frame the stable, sure, but don't miss the picture. It was a message declared since the beginning of scripture. A war in the mess, but there's only one victor. A heel bruised, but be good news for sure. The very promise became flesh in that deco of straw. See, from the mess comes a message and there's none that is higher. 
because we're followers, the mess is I-A-H, mess, I-A. mess, the message and the Messiah, three of the words that we heard repeatedly in that video clip, that spoken word poem. And it started with a question that you might have forgotten by now, but the question was this, the Christmas story, how would you explain it? How would you picture Christmas if you could frame it? I wonder what your answer would be. Probably, like the poet, it would be about the baby in the manger, the shepherds on the hills and the wise men on their camels. And as Di suggested, our picture would probably be sanitised. It would be clean and cosy and well-lit and warm, but far from the messy reality into which Jesus was born. It would be very hard to find in a picture a way to convey the sense of expectation that preceded Jesus' birth. You see, in the Christmas story, we don't always remember that this baby boy was long awaited, that the nativity message of the angels echoed God's promises throughout the ages, and that God's people had been waiting for centuries for this baby for this Messiah to come and save them from their mess. Waiting. Waiting can be hard. One thing perhaps we'll never know in our lives is how much time we spend waiting. Waiting at the petrol station to fill up the tank. Waiting at the supermarket checkout for the person in front of you to finally finish packing their shopping. Waiting for loved ones to walk through the arrivals hall at the airport. We wait for lots of things, don't we? Even in our instantaneous world, we still have to wait some of the time. And whilst we know that the average person spends around 8,000 days asleep in their life and around 1,000 days eating, I haven't been able to find any statistics that tell us how much of our lives we spend waiting. We just know it's quite a lot, and especially in Waitrose when you're waiting for them to find your turkey order on the day before Christmas. Or maybe that's just my turkey order. But we wait, we wait and wait and wait. And most of us find it frustrating and we don't like it much. The Bible is full of people who waited. The Old Testament is about an entire nation that waited. For over 400 years, people waited for the birth of Jesus anticipating the time when the king would be born to rescue them from their enemies because they knew that they were living in a mess. In our first reading that Rosemary brought us this evening, we heard an explanation of how that mess got started as people disobeyed God's rules and went their own way. And mess, or sin we might prefer to call it, entered the world. And as time went on, Humanity repeatedly refused and struggled to live the way that God intended them to. 
And that relationship between God and mankind was broken and damaged. And it was a mess. And it continues to be a mess. God never gave up trying to show the people his love. And he sent messages throughout the ages, through the prophets. We heard one of the prophets in our second reading. That one day the saviour would come. One day a king of kings would rule the entire world would sort out the mess. God promised that he would save his people through this promised one and restore the broken relationship forever. But there was more waiting. The promise wasn't fulfilled until one day an angel visited Mary with a message. And Joseph got a message too. And later on, so did the shepherds and the wise men through the rising of their star. And the message was that this baby, born to a young, unmarried woman far from home, in a messy stable, this baby was the long-awaited saviour and king and son of God. This baby was the Messiah. Jesus was born right into the mess of the world and he continued to live in it. King Herod was threatened and jealous of his arrival and tried to kill the baby And later on, others succeeded where Herod had failed. For the 33 years that Jesus lived on the earth, from his messy arrival in the stable to his messy death on the cross, Jesus was surrounded by and immersed himself in the mess of humanity. But because he was the Messiah, because he was God's son, his special saviour, By living and dying within our mess, he changed the world forever. His death on the cross dealt with the mess once and for all. God's message was fulfilled, sorted out by the Messiah. Now it might be that you're thinking, well, he didn't do a very good job of sorting out the mess of the world. We look around and we see the mess that it's in and the mess that people make of it. We read the news. There's still a lot of mess out there. And sometimes, if we're really honest, there's quite a lot of mess inside us. But that doesn't mean that it hasn't been dealt with. You see, along with mess and message and Messiah, there's another word beginning with M that we need to hear tonight. And that's the word me. Jesus came to save me from the mess. And he came to save you from the mess. He came to bring God's love to me and he came to bring it to you. He came to restore the broken relationship between me and God and to restore the broken relationship between you and God. That mess has been dealt with. The word me needs to be used alongside mess and message and Messiah because the mess is dealt with by an individual response to Jesus to his message. My mistakes, my wrong decisions, my shame and my hurts are dealt with by Jesus. And yours is or can be too. Jesus exchanges the mess of our lives for his hope and his peace and his love. And he does that for each and every one of us if we ask him to. He doesn't remove us from the mess. And he is still to be found today in the mess. 
but he frees us from it so it no longer traps us. It no longer has a grip on us. And so that instead we are brought into a personal and warm and loving relationship with God where we can find peace and hope and love. So how would I picture Christmas if I could frame it? Well, my Christmas picture is one of Jesus, the long-expected Messiah, the one who has brought me a message of freedom and love and peace and hope. My Christmas picture is a picture of the King of Kings who offers life in all of its fullness to each one of us. I don't know what it is that you're waiting for this Christmas. It may be there's a particular present that you're waiting for. It may be a family reunion that you're waiting for. It may be for some time off or a chance to catch up with friends. I don't know what you're waiting for, but I do know what God's waiting for. God is waiting for each one of us to recognise and respond to Jesus, his son, and our Messiah. He's waiting for us to turn to Jesus, the one who was born and lived and died in the midst of our mess, to deal with our mess, so that our lives may be filled with the assurance of his love and his peace, that peace which we never fully understand. But then when we experience it, we have that hope and that assurance that it will never, ever leave us. The mess, the message, the Messiah and me. That's my Christmas picture. And if it isn't already, I hope and pray that it will be your Christmas picture too. Amen.